Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak with Brittany Maldonado-Goslin, who is the Deputy Director of Jacob's Heart. Hi, Brittany. Hi there. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. I'm very honored and we're so excited to partner and support in any way we can. Well, we're very honored to, to highlight your organization and the wonderful work that you do. And do you mind telling our listeners what Jacob's Heart is and, and what kind of work that you do? Sure. Yes. Well, Jacob's Heart uh, Children's Cancer Support Services has been around for 23 years. Our founder, Lori Butterworth, is our executive director as well, and she has led this organization fearlessly. We call her our fearless leader. And we're all so lucky to work with her. Jacob's Heart supports families that have a child with cancer or a life-threatening illness. And the type of support we do really ranges, and it's based off of the model of Maslow's hierarchy of needs to support needs in humans. And really, we've taken Maslow's and applied it to the needs of the families we serve the best way that we can through observation of 23 years and being here. And so we support in socioeconomic ways with direct financial assistance to families for rent or bills needed to be paid. We do grocery deliveries with fresh produce from local companies here that we just love, like Lakeside Organics, we're able to deliver fresh groceries to families every week. We have a transportation department where we're able to provide ride for families to get to their appointments safely. A lot of those rides are to Lucille Packard in Palo Alto and UCSF. And we do counseling and support groups. We have art programs and really just being here. So our family center is located in Watsonville and we were just here for families and our staff, um, you know, takes Jacob's heart outside of these walls as well with doing support. And when we can home visits and hospital visits and care packages, birthday gifts and all kinds of things. And uh, we also have, you know, a lot of special things during the holidays and we have two camps every year as well. COVID has changed a lot as we all have a, you know, been through together, but we have pivoted the best we can to keep these programs going for the families and change the support so that we're still meeting the needs as much as we can. Of course, you know, something Lori has always said is she wishes Jacob's heart didn't have to be here. And I think we all agree, but as long as, as long as we need to be here, we will. And it's truly an honor to serve these families. We do a lot of bereavement support as well. And that's the other hat that I wear is supporting our bereaved siblings and creating a program for them called Forever Siblings so that we can show up for that specific need as that journey is one that we wish no one had to go on. But because that exists, we 
we do really focus on supporting our bereaved families as well in a myriad of ways. Wow. What beautiful and meaningful work that you guys do. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much on behalf of everyone that receives your support. Oh. And there's probably a, a lot of a lot of them. And how many families does Jacob's Heart are you able to support right now? Sure. Yeah. So right now we have around 323, give or take a few families on service. And that does range between different levels of need. And then we do serve four counties. So we serve Santa Cruz County, Monterey County, San Benito County, and South Santa Clara County. That's a really big territory. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And how many people are employed with Jacob's Heart? Right now, we have 14 staff and three contractors. Our staff, oh, I could talk about them forever, so don't get me going on that, (laughs) but our staff is pretty incredible, and Mm -hmm. each one of them brings a light and a hope and a dedication and loyalty to Jacob's heart that, and to the families we serve that I don't think you could really describe in words. So that, that is the wings, I think, of, of Jacob's heart. Well, it sounds like you're blessed with a lot of very good people. Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so much good. You guys are doing so much good work and over such, such a huge territory for not that many people and helping people drive, driving them to their appointments and delivering mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. So with that, yes, I definitely want to highlight two our incredible volunteers. We, for our transportation department, we do have contract drivers that are incredible. They're all CPR certified and love their work and that they feel honored to be able to drive these families to appointments safely. And we, you know, really focus on compassionate rides. Obviously, there's a vulnerability that. Mm-hmm families will feel and the kiddo will feel as they're going to different types of appointments. So our drivers really hold that value of providing a compassionate, safe ride. And then our groceries are just would not be able to happen without our volunteers, especially during COVID. So we used to do grocery deliveries every other week. And since COVID, we have been providing groceries every single week. And we decided to, to not change that, uh, meaning that as the pandemic hopefully starts to lessen and we come out of it a little bit, we will continue to do weekly grocery deliveries. And that's because of, yes, our incredible staff and the supports of donors and our agricultural partnerships, but our volunteers make it possible. And it's just, they show up every Thursday, they pack groceries safely and they do those deliveries. Um, and it's, it's pretty wonderful. That is so awesome that you guys were able to continue to do that through what's been going on the past year. Mm-hmm. Do you mind telling us about your main duties and responsibilities with Jacob's Heart? Sure. Yeah, I am super lucky to wear two different hat here. I, you know, have a professional background that is similar to startup world and, and corporate world. And I've been lucky to help kind of start a couple really cool companies and kind of um, walk that bridge for a long time. And then I got swept up by Jacob's heart and it uh, not only swept up my professional self, but it swept up my heart too. And that I am deputy director here, which is 
focusing on a lot of operational tasks and staff support, staffing and program development and support and working closely with our amazing team. And then my other hat is the director of our bereaved sibling program that we call Forever Siblings. And so when Jacob's heart also swept my heart up was um, I did lose my brother Corbin to leukemia about seven years ago. And so there's always that fight, you know, I want to give back, you know, if you're called to after going through, through um, a loss like that, I, you know, can imagine others feel that of, you know, how do I, how do I give with this pain and all of that. So I knew that I was ready to give in that way when Jacob's Heart found me because I had planned to just volunteer here. And then in talking with Lori Butterworth, our executive director, sharing where there was some needs here at Jacob's Heart professionally as well, and then needs for supporting a bereaved sibling program. It was it was pretty serendipitous and it blew, blew me away and totally changed my life trajectory. I just couldn't be more grateful to be able to be here and serve in this way with these two hats. So with our bereaved sibling program, you know, there's a very particular need of siblings that lose a sibling. There's, it's a unique loss, right? And it's, it's something that people will just get if they've been through it. And so really kind of wrapping our arms around what that looks like and how to support that specific need and how to show up for those siblings. It's a difficult one for me given my experience, but it's also something that I couldn't imagine not doing and showing up for life in this way to be open to learning and navigating how to better support these kiddos. And again, each story is individual. And so taking those stories too, and almost allowing, like we are, we are beginning this program, our Forever Siblings program, and where, you know, COVID has kind of halted things a little bit last year. And so this year, we're really beginning this program in a deeper way. And one of my, my goals is to allow the siblings to guide more of the program and the plans. And I'm, you know, with the team gently and lightly planning how we support and how we meet these needs. But, but really, I want the siblings to guide, to guide the program because I'm here, you know, and we're here to listen to them and support them and hear their story and figure out how we can best show up for them individually and create a community as well of these siblings where they can support each other and do mentorship or peer-to-peer connection. So it's such a deep work. And so, you know, you just do your best every day to remember that you're, you're showing up to hopefully bring someone hope and choosing to, to love well. And again, with this team, a lot is possible to do that. I couldn't do it without them. And yeah, I think like we've said here on this show already, it's constantly navigating. Well, thank you, Brittany, so much for sharing all that. And, and thank you for sharing to all of our listeners and to me. And my heart just goes out to you and your family. And I wanted to know also, did you receive support from Jacob's Heart? I didn't. So I did not receive support from Jacob's Heart. I was 
I was 23 when, when my brother Corbin passed. He was 18 and where he was living at the time was just out of our service area. I grew up here in Santa Cruz and he grew up in the Central Valley. So he was a bit further away from our service area. But when with our bereaved services, we do support families whether they have gone through services at Jacob's Heart or not when their child was in treatment for our bereaved services, we support families even if they come to us after the loss, if that loss was from a disease or a condition. So I, I know I didn't receive support while my brother was in treatment, but I can tell you I do receive support now and my family is able to receive support now as well. And that's just so incredibly special. Yeah, I would imagine it is. Yeah. What kind of environments do you work in typically, like during the day? Are you going out and about, or are you working more from an office? For me personally, I'm more in the office. I do get to do some uh, sibling visits, so I have some families that I do get to visit. Um, and you know, safely with COVID now, we've kind of pivoted that. But me personally, I work in our family center a lot in my office and around with the team you've got to come take a tour here one day, Patrick. I, I think that your heart would fill up because you walk into Jacob's heart and it just feels like this oddly magical place. And we've got just such special different zones for, for kiddos. We've got a teen room. We've got a healing center now and just really, really just intimate special places. And everything is just, I mean, we've hand-painted most everything here and all of the carpet and decor is donated and everything is just pieced together with love. And so I'm really lucky I get to work here and I just can't wait for you to take a tour. Well, that sounds awesome. Thank you very much. And I would love to, it sounds great. I live in Watsonville too. So oh, perfect. you guys probably aren't too far away. And I was going to ask you, did you go to college after, after high school? And what kind of education background do you have? Right. So that's a journey too. And with what, what you guys do, I'm hoping to maybe help to encourage teens with knowing that there might not ever be a right answer, but to say yes and show up for things and tr- try to give yourself a lot of grace as you, again, using the word navigate through choices with education and jobs. I did go to fashion design school right out of high school. I was 17. I graduated from Scotts Valley High and I went to that went to school in LA for 2 years and was really focused on sustainable fashion and was able to work with a lot of cool designers, work with some really special companies. I worked with a a local company, Synergy Clothing, for a very long time. They're close to my heart. And then I just kept getting opportunities to help start some really cool companies and learn kind of how to, how to like learn business from an experiential way and hands-on way. And that was special. I am one of those people that you know, wants to keep learning. I've, I've earned, you know, I've gotten certificates, you know, of all kinds, yoga and other things. And then um, I did go to EMT school to just learn that skill so that I could give back if that was in need through disaster relief 
or other opportunities, that's also played a really big role for me here at Jacob's Heart in understanding some terminologies and understanding just safety protocols and different things. I did take my EMT at DFib this in Santa Cruz as well. It's such an amazing program. So for me, I have a really complex, messy education background, but at 30, I'm now able to say that it has all somehow woven together and it has all created a really just like robust, I think, kind of thought process and experience in my, in my head where I feel like I am able to show up for things in maybe somewhat of a unique way. I didn't have that, you know, high school four-year college degree story and to have the experiences that I did, it's like I said, it's all woven together to, to create some really cool opportunities. And then I am actually going back to school now after work online to, to finally get that degree in, in business after experiencing it for so many years. So there's no perfect timing, I guess, and there's no right way and there's no box of of education. And I think that's the cool thing about learning, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, thank you for sharing that that journey with us. And yeah, it's it's cool to hear that it's come full circle for you and and that you've done a lot of the a lot of different things that you're able to now bring to Jacob's heart. And it sounds like the organization's really lucky to have you there. I'm the lucky one, definitely. <laughs> and I was wondering, does Jacob's heart suggest or perhaps require staff to have some sort of medical training like background of some kind? Not particularly medical training. No, we do require CPR. So we do require to work here either part-time or full-time. All of our staff does have to be CPR certified and we're able to do that by partnering with DFibless in Santa Cruz so that when we do bring on a new staff member, we're able to work with them if that staff member does not have a CPR training. Or we do too, we just started doing group trainings with them. And obviously we you know, have to restart every two years. But so that's what that, that training. And then a lot of our staff are social workers and pursuing their master's in social work. So we have, you know, a myriad of different backgrounds. And then with our counseling department, obviously those backgrounds as well, LSWs and different things. So it's not necessarily a requirement, but our CPR is a requirement. And then specific degrees for specific jobs here are a requirement. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What to Be show at KSQD 90.7 FM, Santa Cruz. I'm Patrick Hart, and I'm speaking with Brittany Maldonado-Goslin, who's the Deputy Director of Jacob's Heart. And Brittany, I was wondering, what kind of person do you think would enjoy working with your organization? Sure, that's a good question. Well, like we talked about earlier, the staff here is just so incredible. And we'll take all the incredible people. <laughs> I, I would say that people that are interested in social work and really getting to experience that direct support to families in a unique way. So it's a lot, I, I mean, we have our proper paperwork and different things, but you're able to see a different side of supporting families, like I mentioned from that socioeconomic need of groceries and direct financial assistance and care packages and transportation and gifts. And the support is so 
customized to the family that if someone is pursuing social work, I think it really gives that neat lens on that intimate work. And then, you know, others that are interested in nonprofits, because we've been here in Santa Cruz County for so long and serving the other three counties as well, you know, it's incredible to work with a team that specifically has so much nonprofit background and to work under Lori is really, really great. So I would say someone that's interested in nonprofit work as well. And then people that just have a heart and maybe, you know, want to want to serve and, you know, commit to something that's really impactful and people, you know, with emotional um, intelligence, you know, to show up in this way. Cause like we mentioned, it is difficult to show up for, for certain things here, but I think it, the perspective that it provides is just incredible and valuable. And do you have therapists on staff? We have a counseling department. So okay. yes, we do. That provides counseling for families. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was wondering What did you find the most, what was like the most surprising part of going to work for Jacob's Heart for you? Um, I, yeah. Okay. So I remember telling Lori that, you know, for me, like I've mentioned and shared a little of my story, I didn't think coming to a place that, that held these stories that it does, these difficult journeys, I didn't think that it could provide so much magic and so much hope. And, you know, it, it, it gives, you know, you're kind of walking into heaviness, you know, there's a heaviness, but with that heaviness, it has so much hope here that, and provides that safety for families that it really blows me away. Well, that's, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And what so far has been your most memorable moment working with your organization? Yeah, I think there's there's two parts to that, right? Is the memorable moment, if I could just speak quickly to two, is with the staff and the way the staff shows up. And particularly with COVID, obviously, our the families we serve are already going through the unimaginable. And then with this pandemic, it was, oh my gosh, I can't imagine how much more they're being affected. And so the staff just rallied in the most amazing ways to show up and say, we will keep providing services as much as we can in the safest ways. And they have pivoted and they have committed and they have really, you know, have ridden that wave with us of constantly change in protocols. And I've seen the staff just do incredible things for families. For me, that's been such a cool thing to reflect on. And then also when I get to work with the siblings. I I had one moment where I was hanging out with a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old who has shared a similar story to mine and learning from them. As much as I'm here to support them, I'm learning from them and they're providing me with hope after them going through a similar loss. So I reflect and I can't share too much about that memory, but what I can share is just that camaraderie of, of hope and support for each other. Yeah, that sounds like it's very powerful and and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your typical hours that you work like per week, would you say? I work a 
pretty traditional nine to five, 40 hour work week. Of course, there are events and different things that take place after, after hours or on the weekends, like our events and camps that all of our staff shows up for that as well. But as far as my job, I am a nine to five. Okay. And another thing I was wondering is Jacob's Heart is a nonprofit and does your funding come privately or does it come from a, you know, maybe a bigger or a wider array of donations? Sure. We have many different buckets of donors and it's so cool to say that majority of our donations come from individual donors. And I think that's just people that support Jacob's Heart that have for so long, that support the mission, that may have a personal story, um, that just believe in the work here. It's, it blows my mind. And then we uh, get, you know, grant support and funding from other organizations and corporations and partnerships. So it's a myriad of things, but all of them have really meaningful relationships with us, which is so cool. That is really cool. And another thing I was thinking when you were talking previously is it must have been with everything going on this past year, it must be hard to, to support you know, a child who might need human contact and not really being able to safely give that to them. Mm. Right. Wouldn't that be difficult? That was, that was difficult and is difficult still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hopefully things are getting better. I think they are getting better. And yes. like I mentioned, you know, that pivoting that staff was able to do and that our team was able to do, we'd leave care packages on the porch of families. We've, we've had so a lot great. of window moments oh, <laughs> with man. staff members waving to the kiddos That's through the so windows cute. and it, yeah, showing up however we can still. It's, it's awesome. Brittany, what advice or resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing a career with working with an organization like Jacob's Heart? Sure. Well, we do love when people are interested in coming to take a tours with us. We'll give anyone a tour to show them the family center. For resources, I would, you know, our website is a great resource and we have volunteer opportunities as well. I think volunteering with our grocery deliveries is a great opportunity to really get to know Jacob's heart and then emailing me or any one of our team members. You know, if I get an email, which I have and our other team members have as well from, you know, a high school student or junior high or anyone interested we will always respond and, you know, take on that role of sharing about Jacob's heart and kind of seeing where their interests might be. Volunteering here, though, definitely is a big one to kind of observe that. But like I said, any one of us is willing to talk individually with people. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And what advice could you give to someone who is unsure about their career path? Oh, man. (laughs) Well... (laughs) I would say, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm so the opposite of this, is to not put things into a box. Because as much as I tried to put things into a box, my box kept getting torn wide open as well as me. And then I had to realize, okay, I'm just going to show up. And I think that the more I tried to fit things into a box, the more I just kept shifting. And then I realized like, no, I think what really what really mattered to me was figuring out my values and my mission in life, like coming up with your own personal mission statement of how you want to show up in this world. And once I did that, the opportunities started to get a lot clearer, you know, and so, and then I was able to start maybe 
keeping those boxes a little bit more contained, but not limiting yourself to that either and not necessarily saying I have to declare this mission statement now and forever, but but understanding that your career might change, right? You might go down different paths and you ha will have different career stops along the way. But if you have that mission statement and those values, you know, in your heart, it'll help guide you through all of those different stops. And then, you know, one day lead you to maybe a really long stop, like I'm hoping Jacob's heart can be for me. Yeah. And agreed. Our, our lives aren't very, they're not linear, you know, things change yeah. and being adaptable and and I think that if people just do the next right thing, that good things often happen. Yes. And are there any last things that you would like to share with us? Just that when in doubt, just holding on to hope and knowing that things, things will always be moving, just like the ocean, you know, there will always be an ebb and a flow. And just, you know, remembering that and, and yeah, doing work like we do at Jacob's Heart can be really hard, but remembering the the impact that hope can have and knowing that that's limitless that is what keeps keeps us motivated and i hope that that will keep others motivated as well well Brittany, i just want to thank you so much for sharing your personal story and that of your beautiful organization that you work with it it means a lot and you've inspired me with your sharing so thank you very much well thank you patrick i'm super honored to represent jacob's heart and, and to share in this way Thank you. Yes, you're very welcome. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's queer story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Brittany Maldonado-Goslin, who's the Deputy Director of Jacob's Heart. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz, at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can look us up on major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify. Please visit our website at yfiob.org for more information about your future as our business. Thank you and see you next time.